0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Flow Track Podcast. My name is Kevin. His name is Gordon. I have a packed show for you today. So much track and field action starting today out at the NCAA Championships and continuing all through the weekend. Uh, we're also going to do Guess My PR and read some internet comments. Gordon, the NCAA Championships are here. Snuck up on me. How prepared do you feel?
1: They snuck up on you?
0: Yeah, they did, kind of. Mm-hmm. They did. What have you been doing? I have my countdown clock set for Worlds. I have my countdown clock set for USAs. And I just, I never got around to setting the countdown clock for NCAAs. And boom, also starting on a Wednesday, that always catches me off guard. I always think it starts on Thursday, but then I was like, wait, four-day meet. It doesn't go till Sunday. So, yeah, it did sneak up on me. But this weekend in general, man, is just packed with track.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, NCAAs, you got the Rome Diamond League. Uh, Portland Track Festival, uh New York City Grand Prix. Are mm-hmm. oh, we gonna a lot of pods as a result?
0: We let me tell you the pod schedule, Gordon. Right, it's about me. to get real hectic for basically Colt. <laughs> you and I are fine, but Colt is uh gonna be busy. So tomorrow, Thursday, we're recording this one on Wednesday morning, three PM. We're gonna go live post YouTube or post uh Rome on YouTube, excuse me. So we'll recap the Rome Diamond League, which will be Uh, plenty to talk about. Then, Friday, 10.30 p.m. 10.30 p.m., I'll say that again on Friday, post NCAAs. Saturday, we're going to go 7 p.m. post NCAAs. And then Sunday, we're going to go 5 p.m. post New York City Grand Prix. And then we'll have a normal Monday pod. So we're going Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We're going six days in a row of a podcast,
1: I better, I better. Uh, I don't know. I've never done six pods in a row. Oh, I have during the Olympics, but yeah, I don't know if I'm prepared
2: for. It. I'm, by the time Sunday comes, I might be a little uh, tracked out. Well, Abby, who's who's gonna who's gonna tap first when it comes to talking <laughs> about people running in circles? You or me?
0: Well, the good news is all these meets are a little bit different, both in terms of fields and the stakes. So I think we'll I think we'll be fine. I think we both can handle it. Tampa Eagle asks, When's the sub pod coming for, for May? Yeah, we're gonna have to record that. We'll have to find some time in the next I was
2: actually thinking about that yesterday too. Yeah. So thank you, Tampa Eagle. I was like, wait a minute, we gotta do that. And I was like, but also we're doing like six pods in a row. Yeah, So
0: we'll do it though. We'll do it. We'll we're do, gonna it. do it. We appreciate all the uh, the members of the uh, FlowTrack Podcast YouTube community. If you have ideas for that pod, let us know either in the comments or send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Of course, that's where you can send an email to get on internet coach or guess my PR or nominate yourself or someone you know or admire for kick of the idea. week. I had an idea for a right?
2: pod or a bonus pod for our members. Yeah. The idea was...
1: We call it the fourth place pod. It's where we predict who's going to finish fourth at USA's. You like that? We pick who's going to get fourth? Yeah. Well, why don't we just pick the top four? No, no, no. I just want who's
0: going to get just fourth. fourth. Okay. See, the problem with you, you see- saying this now is people are going to be like, that's a dumb idea, and then we can't do it.
2: Okay, that's true. <laughs>
0: You I should, think it's a great idea. Just,
2: Predicting who why don't you we, think is gonna be the first loser, that's a good idea.
0: For first one out, yeah. Yeah. Is that a compliment though? In some ways? Like someone would be, like, hey, you had a great had a great race, they got fourth. Yeah, but it's a compliment
2: and uh insult and uh ooh, you almost
0: mm. had it, you know?
2: It's yeah. We don't need to do the idea. It's right. just something I was thinking. Like, is everyone picks the winners, everyone picks the top three. No one picks fourth place. And I want to. What if we did three? And,
0: what if we did three and four? We did the whole, the agony and ecstasy of sports, right? Because those one are the in, most interesting. Out. Yeah. Yeah, because those are the most interesting people to interview too, right? Usually is third and fourth. Those are the two interviews you want to see after an event, who barely got in, and then who who barely missed out. So I don't know third and fourth place pod. Um, Judson said we could call it the copper metal pod. Fourth place.
1: There you go. I don't know what that means. That means something, doesn't it?
0: Well, gold, silver, bronze, and then fourth. He's just assigning another medal to it, which would be copper.
2: Copper. Okay, I like that. <laughs> they should give right. out a medal to fourth place. It should. What should it, be? it should be like a gift certificate to like to like
0: Buffalo Outback Wild steakhouse Wings, steakhouse,
2: or something, or Buffalo Wild Wings. Watch the meet on TV. Enjoy some yeah Buffalo Wild Wings on us.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, let's get going. we got a lot to do. NCAA starts tonight in Eugene today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, We're going to circle four events to watch. If we have time at the end, we might come back to some other ones. So if there's ones that people are interested in hearing us talk about, um, throw them in the chat and we'll get back to them. But um, Men's 100 is where I wanted to start. We've talked about that event a lot this year. It's a very exciting event. And this thing is going to waste no time getting going because we've talked about the heat of death before. There's a very clear heat of death in the men's 100. It's heat one where you have Bowling, Jones, Makai Williams, Van Belay, Sumler, Manu, Harrison, and Cunningham. Now top two plus the next three fastest times advance. So there's a possibility that a good number of guys Advance out of that heat, but just in general, what do you think of of the heats, and what do you think of this men's hundred meter event?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is the ultimate death heat. You could argue that the top three best, no, this you could say three of the best four are in yeah. this first heat, and I believe the favorite Williams from Oregon is in the seat. I think Fambula is. The, always the wild card with his ability to have slow starts but ultimately kick. I do yeah. think Fambula is kick. not that good in the 100 what compared the to what kick. he'll be in the 200. But
1: mm-hmm.
2: Williams, who's the favorite or one of the favorites with favor Ash? Bowling, who is always going to be in the mix. And Jones, who, you know, remember when he ran that crazy 60 back in January? That's a crazy four of Bowling, Jones, Williams, and Fambula. Only two get the auto. What if it's into a headwind, and then all of a sudden, you're having one of these big names not even make a final mm-hmm. because they weren't yeah. in a a better conditioned heat?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, even some of those other guys are capable of making a final when you look at like Manu and, and Harrison. Those are real good runners. Yeah, Heat 2. um, not as strong just in terms of star power. Heat three is going to have Favor Ash in it. I mean, the contrast you're going to see in Heat One is going to be very interesting between Williams, who's an amazing starter, and Belay, who's an amazing closer. And it could end up coming down to that in the final. I think obviously Ash is going to factor in there in the final as well. Maybe Makai Harris of Texas, who's going to be in that same third heat with him in the opening round. But I haven't seen. I didn't see anything at regionals that, that changed my opinion. Obviously, Mikai Williams has been in running real well. I think he's going to get get the win in this event. What do you think? you have a top yeah, three? Yeah, I
2: mean, right now I have favor Ash as the favorite. Uh, my personal hmm. pick is I think Williams will win. He's on his home track. You know, he's sleeping in his own bed. He hasn't really had to go anywhere. This guy's going to be sleeping in his own bed from – Pac-12s to NCAAs to USAs to Worlds if he makes the world team. So I think that's a big advantage. Uh, favor Ash, though, should be the one to challenge, in my opinion. Guys won 19 albeit when dated. Um, not nineteen seven nine seven, albeit when dated. Uh, so uh, I think it's going to be between Ash and Williams. And then I think Williams prevails. I do think there's other, like... Masanganwi, the fambulas, the Bolings, the you know, the Stanford kid. I, I don't know how to say his last name. Um, how do you say Stanford kid's last name?
1: Um
0: let me get in front of me. Adoti uh Anwizarike. 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 Yeah. Seated at ten oh three. So he's pretty good. But
2: yeah, at the end of the day, really Williams has been running consistently, and uh, I think we might see something special. What's the collegiate record? That's Coleman, right? Coleman, yeah, 982. That, in my opinion, is
1: in jeopardy. If it's Mm -hmm. good conditions, I do think Williams can run 981, which will be pretty incredible.
0: Alright, let's move on to the women's 200, another one of the Events to watch. And we've... Favorite event. We've got our favorite event here in the women's 200. We have Favor O'Feely of LSU, collegiate record holder, and SEC champion going up against a tough field that includes Abby Steiner, the indoor champion for Kentucky. This thing, though, I mean, those two are the clear favorite, but there's some depth in this event. As well, too. I think if everybody runs at their best, you're going to get Ophelia and Steiner up front, but it's not as if they're the only two out there. There's a lot of women here who are. We've talked about a Navy battle um, before. Um, Texas obviously is going to have a lot of women in this race capable of popping one, but I think it's going to come down to Ophelia and Steiner. I've explained before why I think Ophelia is a favorite. You have Ophelia number one still, correct, or no?
1: I have Ophelia number one and Steiner two. Feel good about that pick? Uh, no. I, I think Abby Steiner's going to win. I mean, there's
2: no way the way I've been talking about Abby Steiner for the past three years that I'm going to say like, oh yeah, she's going to lose NCAAs. I think Abby's going to win. Uh, but I do believe Favor Ophelia deserves to be the number one seed, obviously because she beat her at SECs and is the collegiate record holder. But... There's one more race, and we'll find out. Favor could continue that continue her run and be the ultimate victor. But I also think Abby Steiner has a legitimate chance to end with the top and end with the last—not last laugh, because that seems harsh—but the, the last uh, more more Work. important win. I mean, she is the indoor 200 meter champion. Indoor 200 is not the same as an outdoor. I get it, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I. I think we're going to see a collegiate record regardless of who wins. I also think it's going to be an interesting dynamic. Here's my question for you. These Mm -hmm. women are going to be going up against each other multiple times. They're going to be in the four by one against each other in the open hundred in the 200. Mm -hmm. Do you think head to head, it's going to be a three Oh sweep whichever way, or do you think they're going
1: to split a victor uh, with each other? I don't. I think they're too close for it to be three zero. In either direction, yeah. that that's that's my thinking. The hundred is
0: is a totally different beast when you talk about that event, right? Because you got other names that are involved in in winning it. The two hundred is both their best event, which is what what is going to make this so compelling. Um, I just hope we get it, right? Because so much can go wrong at NCAA meet, and so much of what's scripted can sometimes go out the window. I think this is the matchup everybody's excited about seeing. And I, I hope we we see it because this is the pinnacle. Like, they'll go on and they'll have great, they'll probably have great post NCAA seasons. Like, Steiner's going to try to make the team, I'm, you know, Ophelia make the team for Nigeria. But this is like the the race that's been circled. This is the one that we've been looking forward to all outdoor season long. So I just hope everybody gets to the start line. That's what I'm rooting for. Everybody gets to the start line healthy. Yay, health! So when you so Hooray when you see for the health. start
2: line, you're gonna stand up and cheer yeah. and celebrate. We got the start line!
0: Woo. Sometimes you celebrate and that's then go enough. home.
2: You're not even gonna watch the race. You're gonna be like, they no. made the start line. That's all that matters. It,
0: they did it. They all got there. Whatever happens next is is gravy. I, well, I guess I want no injuries in the final either. So, I, I might have to wait and watch the race, but. They're great. They're both great. I'm excited about it. But yeah, I will I will clap up the start line for sure. All right, let's go to the distance side of things. Women's 5,000. Women's 5,000. Top seed there is Caitlin Tui of NC State. She leads a large NC State contingent in this event. She was runner-up twice indoors in the 3,000 and the 5,000. In this race, she's going to be challenged by Taylor Rowe, who was the indoor 3,000 meter champion. Some others in there who can give her a good race, presumably Lauren Gregory, who will be Dublin Black from the 10,000. Abby Nichols, who's been running well for Colorado. Who do you think is the biggest challenger, and Mercy Chilangot as well, who do you think is the biggest challenger to Tui?
2: I mean, it's Taylor Rowe, and I don't think anyone else really has shown uh, a better kick than Taylor Rowe has on in the indoor season, and Rowe's outdoor season hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. Chillangot, I feel like if it was 20, 20, 2020 or 2021, maybe I'll believe in Chillangot, but I think the... What's the word? Whatever the banner has has switched. What's the phrase? God dang it. I'm so bad. Oh, Come
0: uh, sometimes you're so far off, I can't even help you.
2: You know, like... Sometimes, sometimes you're in the neighborhood. The, the torch, neighborhood the torch
0: is passed. The, the torch. Yeah, there it is. But how was I supposed to know you were talking about a torch being passed? You gave no indications there that that's where you were going. Well,
2: it used to be Chilangot's event. Now it's the row and... Tui event. All right. Keep going. It it makes sense in my head. Maybe the viewers and the listeners don't understand it, but it makes sense in my head. But what I'm getting to, I do believe it's going to come down to those two, Tui and and Ro. And I think, you know, I think eventually Caitlin Tui's got to break through. Like she's got to get the win eventually. Like she can't. I don't think... Kaelin Tui is the next Jordan Hesse, where you just... She won
0: one, though. Hesse won one.
2: When did Hesse win?
0: Uh, she won, a, I think, Indoor 3, I want to say. Oh. She won a title, though. She was close a lot. And yeah. like Cranny Cranny was close a lot. There's been a lot of people who have just been in the mix year after year after year. I mean, we forget, because of the COVID year and everything, Tui hasn't really been... Like indoors was the first time she was threatening for a win in yeah. any championship, so you say finally she's got to break through. This is really her second go round, and her first go round where she's the favorite because in those races, indoors she was not the favorite. This is her first time going in as the favorite, but she's now run four oh six for fifteen hundred She's now shown this ability to to front run, which we saw in high school, but that was against high school competition. now she's doing it against collegians. I think that's where this race is going to be decided. Rowe wants to be able to you know, stay in contact so that way she can use her good clothes. She was going to try to run away with this thing, which I think is going to make it a fascinating race. This is not going to be sit and kick. They're going to go for it. And NC State, having five women in this race is a huge advantage for her, having that many teammates there.
1: Yeah, and also...
2: We can't even forget Rose' advantage was that she kind of surprised people indoors. Like people like, wait a minute. Oh crap. Roe like pulled away and we don't have enough time to close it. And no one saw it coming. Now everyone knows that what Roe's going to do. So I think that's going to be an advantage for the field against Taylor Rowe because they're going to know, mm-hmm. Hey, we don't want what happened indoors to happen again. Yes. You also have the, not only – no, you said there's five teammates?
0: That's five NC State Steelman, athletes? Steelman, Bush, Starlipper, and then there's one other one. Isn't there?
2: Yeah, Shaw. Savannah, Shaw, and Tui. There's actually okay. six because the Tennessee athlete is going to NC State next year.
1: <laughs> right, but
2: I'm uh, talking Sydney, about – Sidney Seymour. But, yeah. like, you, that's kind of – they have a feature teammate on, on the course as well. I'm
0: talking about, though, if you're trying to come up with a race plan that's going to put her in the best position to win. Now, they all want to have good races, I'm sure. So it's not just going to be, hey, let's just go full-on team tactics and sacrifice everybody's race. But all those women are capable enough. They can get the pace going. And I think everybody would agree that Tui's going to benefit from that harder pace, just the way she likes to run and just the fact that her season's best is so much better than everybody else's. Can she close? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's run a fast 1500. She can close, but when you're talking about closing in these crazy, crazy, really tactical races, sometimes you're not talking about 1500 meter speed. Sometimes you're talking about 200 meter speed, and I don't think she wants to leave it that late. That's not advantageous to her.
2: What if the NC State women actually do form a strategy and they take their their four non-Kaitlin Tui runners? and they form a circle around Taylor mm-hmm. Rowe when the move is made so that yeah. there's a little bit of a extra few seconds of for Tui to kind of separate herself from the field that'll be fun
0: i oh, i did think it was one, I, one day in my life we got an see, internet coach uh submission from someone asking if that was legal i did think that was weird just kidding
2: but no one day in my life i do want to see that happen at like a non high school meet i want to see legitimately other athletes sacrifice themselves for their teammate to win by doing something crazy like forming a wall of athletes mm. and not breaking rules too like owning your lane and like it's just you know that like hey we're going to slow the pace down make it harder for the yeah. challenger to run around us to give our top top runner more of a cushion i would love to see that it'll never happen cuz we're an individual sport but it would be great to see i would love it. people complain <laughs> People get so angry. Oh, you ruined the sanctity of the sport. It's Like, hell no, they're teammates. They're doing what they want. I would love to see it. <laughs> it won't happen, but I would love to see it.
0: All right, the other one I want to talk about men's
1: men's five thousand. Which as a deep field, a lot of contenders here. Features Nico Young,
0: Morgan Beatlescom, who's in this event, uh, Dylan Jacobs, Athanas Kyoko. Um, Kai Robinson, Ryan Fay, Cole Sprout, Owen Hacker. I mean, how many, first of all, let me ask you, how many guys do you think can win this race?
1: All right, let me count. One, two, scroll back up. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think six guys can win.
0: Are you gonna say the names or are we just gonna guess?
1: <laughs> I think
2: Hacker can win. I think Cole Sprout can win. I think Brian Faye can win. I think Beatlescomb can win. I think Nico Young can win. And then I think
1: um, Athanas Kiyoko can win.
0: All right. So pretty wide open. And your favorite is who?
1: I actually I honestly think the favorite
2: is Nico Young. Hmm. Guys on 11 I think it the sexy pick is going to be a Morgan Beatlescom because you know he has that great mile speed. Mm-hmm. Or Brian Fay because he had that, that really good five K at Brian Clay. But the kick, right? Yeah, the kick. So I mean Olin Hackers of a, a wild one wild card as well. He's what a seventh year senior. He he has some speed to himself as well. Uh, but I do think – I think people are sleeping on Nico Young. It's kind of weird to say that out loud because – No one's Nico's sleeping been...
0: on Nico Young. Come on. Come on. That's silly. No one's sleeping on Nico Young. Well, they
2: are if they're we not haven't... picking him to win the race. They are if they're not picking him to win the race. You're probably not picking him.
0: No, I'm not going to pick not him. picking him. But I like – I think this so is there's a lot Nico of cool...
2: Young's Grant Fisher moment. and gets his first title. That's what I think it is. Grant Fisher Grant won Grant his Young's... first title as a sophomore. I think Nico Young – as a sophomore, wins his first time.
0: So you have a lot of different interesting angles there. So you you went through the Nico Young story. The Kyoko story, guy's just been around forever. Super aggressive runner. If he wins it, he's probably going to be doing it, charging out really hard from the gun. Like, will that pay off? Hacker, there's an interesting Hacker-Tui dynamic here of Pen Relay's redemption. Tui, in that great battle with Chrissy Gear runner-up, obviously wanted to get the win. And then Hacker, remember, took a fall in the four-by-mile with 200 to go, which he was none too pleased about, nor should he be. Faye, you're right, a big kick. That kind of put him on the map. Beetle Scum, I think we both thought he could win indoors. Can he pull it off maybe outdoors? Maybe we were a season ahead, and, and he probably thinks he's got all the tools necessary to win it. So I'm, I'm going to go actually with Beatles Scum. Uh, for that very reason. His season this year has been pretty good. You know, didn't get the, didn't win all of his races, but I'm going Beatlescum. I know you're going Nico, but I'm going to go Beatles
2: Yeah. I'm going with Nico Nico for the win. And I think after the win, Abdi Hamaner is going to walk up to him and be like, you're welcome. In like a fun little way. <laughs> Because if Abdi Hamannir was in this race, he would have won easily. Which kind of sucks that we don't have him in this race. Before we go to uh, Rome Diamond League, I do want to talk about one bonus event that I should have said while we were waiting to go live. But the men's 1500. The men's 1500, I think, is a wild one. I think there's a very interesting three three, uh, athletes. You got... Iliad Kipsang, Mario Garcia-Romo, and the wild card from Morocco, I believe, in South, runs with South Carolina, Giannis. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting. It's three guys who've all run 335 or 334. They're all in the SEC. They didn't all run against each other at the SEC because South Carolina kid did not compete. That's going to be mm-hmm. very interesting. I think you have a big three headed monster in that men's 1500 and I'm excited to see how that plays out.
0: All right, let's go to Rome. Rome is on Thursday. As we mentioned, we'll do a recap pod right after the race of the meet is his women's 200, which and we've, I think like we've said this a couple times now. This might be what the world championship final looks like. And this is another one of those races where you could sub a person here, a person there, and we don't know if everybody's going to show up, but, Having Elaine Thompson, hurrah, and Shreka Jackson in this race, having Dina Asher Smith in this race, having Kumbunji in this race, and then you're throwing in Shawnee Miller webo who I'm just assuming her focus is going to be on the 400, but she's run 21 7 in the two, and then you're throwing in uh, Allison Felix into the mix. This has just got a lot of things going for it, Gordon. This is a multi dimensional women's 200 that I'm very interested to see, and I think it's it's Elaine thompson Hurrah's toughest test of 2022 um, that she's seen. Right, there hasn't been a hundred where she's been um, against this good of a field, because that hundred-meter field at pre was missing Shelly and Fraser Price. So I think this is going to be her toughest test yet. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would agree with
2: that. But even though it's the toughest test, I really think it's just her and Sharika Jackson. I'm, Dean Asher Smith, I'm not really sold on as a legitimate top-tier challenger to Elaine thompson Row. I think Dean Asher Smith, even though she has had her, her moments where she has been at the top a few years ago, I think she's more of a 4th of a through 7th type runner as opposed to a top-2 type runner. Shawnee Miller-Weibo, we have no idea what we're getting from. That could turn into a great challenge. Shawnee could be in incredible shape and ready to run a sub-22 second, um, sub-22 second 200. She did quote say, I don't think I'll be doing the 400 meters in two years' time. So this is her, you know. She's moving down in distance. Maybe maybe she's moving up. Shawnee Miller-Weibo eight? in 800. Let's do that. Make it happen. Who says no? Who says no? Uh, she doesn't. Other than her, uh, I mean, she, she says no. She'll Miller Weibo
0: end. is one of the few people who, at their best, right? You could see mixing it up, right? She just has yeah. that top end talent in the two. Now, if Elaine Thompson or Ra is at her best, then that's a different story. But she's somebody who could who could have the potential to to challenge her. So that's what makes this race so interesting. Obviously, I'm picking. Elaine, Thompson, hurrah. I think she's going to get this victory. Um, and then you have Felix, right? And I've, I I have laid out the, the Felix path to the team as well. It doesn't involve the 200, so this is just reps for her. And listen, there's definitely some people that Felix can and, and should beat in this field, but if she gets one of these bigger names, that's just going to strengthen that yes. idea that – and and it might even put into the mix could she make the team individually in the quarter the two I think we agree that's secondary but if she runs the quarter at USA's we ran through the descending order list last pod we don't need to go through that again but she's already in the mix if she runs a two and beats some of these bigger names you're probably thinking hey okay maybe she can run 50.3 at USA's or 50.2 at USA's maybe there's more time to get knocked off and then Perhaps she can really get into the mix in that open quarter.
2: Yeah, and also it'll be interesting to see the time difference between Shaunee Miller Weibo and Allison Felix. Because if Shaunee goes out yeah. there and gets, you know, second or third and runs twenty-two one, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing how far back Allison Felix is from Shawnee Miller Weibo will be a good litmus test to understand where Allison Felix. Not only now ranks in the 400 in the U.S. level, but at the world level. And like, all right, if she's within this distance with a Shawne Miller Weibo type, we know Allison is in the fitness level to not just make a team, to not just be top three at the U.S., but potentially get through a semifinal at the world level. Maybe make even make a final. You mm-hmm. know, the 400. No one's running away with it in the 400. There obviously are some few great talents out there, but it's not incredible depth the way the men's 100 is, or the women's 200 is, right? It's, there's a, we'll, it's not a crazy year for the women's 400. So, I'm looking at the distance between Felix and Shawnee miller Weibo as more of a litmus test for where Felix is at in the 400.
0: I think this is interesting I mean, everybody. Everybody has something on the line in this race because I think it's interesting to see like Trika Jackson because theoretically two hundred would be where she really can shine. Uh, the Olympics you know, went out early in the two hundred that never made sense. Like, can she put together uh, an incredible two hundred? I mean, she's run twenty one eighty one, but you would think, all right, she might even be capable of more based on what she's run in the hundred, based on what she's run in the in the four hundred as well too. A lot to watch for in that one. Um, we also have the women's eight. We're going to see a thing Mo battle it out with Natoya Ghoul, Rosemary Monza, Hailu, Nakai. Going to be a thing Mo's second Diamond League of her career, Gordon. Just her second.
1: First international
2: one too, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Although it feels like she's been on the scene forever. She has not.
2: Isn't it crazy that a thing Mo's season's best in the eight hundred? Is
1: it
0: two Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's only run really warm-up style to, uh eight hundreds. The one race where I felt like she went hard. There are two
1: – do
0: you have her season up? Correct me if I'm wrong. Pen 600 and the Milrose Mile. She didn't finish the Milrose Mile, and then Pen 600, she dominated. Other than that, hasn't it basically been some – I guess she had some quarters – she yeah, had that sub fifty a, sub yeah. fifty quarter, but yeah.
1: It's all been preparation.
0: Right. It's all it's all prologue, right?
2: Yeah, she not she didn't break fifty in the four hundred, she ran fifty point four in Puerto Rico. Okay.
0: Sorry.
2: Yeah. Well yeah, there hasn't been like a marquee moment. I mean, I guess if you said the pen really six hundred, but like she ran one twenty four and a six hundred in Arizona. She ran a 51-second 400 in A&M, obviously the 202-800 in Waco, Texas. She ran like an indoor mile 437 at a before her DNF at Milrose. She was a 4x4 four four split at Texas Relays. So, yeah, she hasn't been putting up, like, marks that are reputable to what she is, which is the best 800-meter runner in the world. And we're finally going to get that, right? We're going to get that in this Rome Diamond League, and I'm excited. The women's 800 is not the same as the men's 800. They're actually going to give us something <laughs> to watch, and I'm excited for that. And the Thingmo should go out here, dominate, run at least a 158 or better, and get us excited for the next few weeks of women's 800-meter running.
1: Do you have a time pick for the 100? I mean, Curly's the big favorite. We should win this one. We'll give you the over under a nine nine zero. Nine nine zero. I'll go under. I'll go just under nine eighty eighty nine. 89. All right. I'm going to He's run nine ninety two uh, this year. Yeah, I think he runs nine ninety.
0: <laughs> Kyrie King's run nine ninety eight this year. He's the only other sub ten guy in that in that field men's five should be pretty interesting as well. But really, man, all that focus, all that attention is gonna be on that women's too, as it should be. Men's four hundred, you got Karani, Isaac McWalla, Michael Cherry trying to bounce back. That'll be that'll be an interesting one to track. But no well, four hurdles. Oh, except Michael for che- I guess. No men's forming hurdles, but you got Femke Bowl in the in the women's forming hurdles.
2: Michael Cherry's what? forty-four
0: second streak ended. Yep.
2: yep. That was a bummer.
0: What do you think? Uh you have a time pick for Bowl? I mean, she's doing two of these races back to back. She just ran on Monday and she's gonna run again on Thursday. Which I guess is that's good
1: prep, I guess, for world championships, but fifty three ninety four.
0: What do you think she's gonna go Not in? gonna
2: lie, I wasn't impressed with her fifty three ninety four. The
0: whole, well because you the just you of, just saw a fifty one sixty one. I think that might yeah. be part of it. Yeah. That tends to skew your perspective.
2: Yeah, it's kinda of sad that I'm now looking at fifty threes as like, eh, when really like fifty three is like top five in the world every year. Mm. Um yeah, I think Femke's probably gonna run another fifty three high, maybe a fifty three seven, fifty three eight. I don't think we're gonna get anything crazy out of her. I think if we're going to have to wait, if this, hopefully we see it at Worlds.
0: Yeah, if this trend line continues, you got Sydney out there, and then I think it's a Bull Muhammad battle for Silver. That's the yeah. way I see it sh- shaping up. I'm going to have to be at her best, but Sydney being able to go faster than what she ran last year in Tokyo is an absurd proposition. And people can say that they were prepared for it, but I don't think anybody's actually prepared for that. Idea of like, oh, you know, that iconic Tokyo time that she ran. Yeah, she basically almost broke that with hurdles in the wrong spot in her four-year opener in a race, with no one within two seconds ever. And people were not prepared for that scenario, even the most optimistic prognosticators
1: out there. True, 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 true. All right. Anything else?
0: Well, we got guess my PR and we got uh, YouTube comments, but um, I think I'm checking in on the chat. Folks are saying that uh, all in the game is saying that Miller Weibo is talking about focusing on the 200 or the heptathlon, which heptathlon. that that would be your dream because you're all you're always trying to put people in different events, particularly people into heptathlons and decathlons. You've tried years to convince Grant Holloway. Uh, to no avail. But that would be talk about a step up in difficulty. I used to just run one lap. Now I'm gonna run seven events. Her four hundred uh her four hundred speed would uh I mean she, versatility. Um she's got a high doesn't she have a high jump mark I wanna
1: say I feel like I've looked this up before. Shawnee Miller
2: webo in a septathlon. She's doing inverse Daphne in these shippers.
0: Yes Inverse Warholm, too. Inverse Warholm, Warholm started off doing mul- multi.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Warholm was a multi guy. I forgot about that.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. That's a okay, so she's Jeopardy done effect. She's done a lot of stuff here. She's run the 300-meter hurdles, but that was in 2010. High jumped 170 in 2018. She long jumped uh, 629, which is worth 1,062 points. Shot put. He threw the shot in 2020, uh 1170 for
1: 691. So she's she's dabbled. Some of these other events. What's the other throw you gotta do? For a heptathlon. Can you name the heptathlon events? Yeah. hundred hurdles. eight hundred
0: You got two eight. hundred yeah, the, the two, the eight, the high jump. Long jump, shot, and jab. Jab is, man. Isn't the hurdles jab is difficult? There's no hurdles? 100 hurdles. That's what I said. 100 hurdles, 2, 8, high jump, long jump, shot, and jab. Jab, though, is the one that takes time. I've been at meets. I remember going to was, it Pac, it was Pac-10s back in the day at Hayward and watching just, like, high-level Division one athletes just struggle with the javelin. Just because there's only so much time to practice, it's an incredibly technical event. And when things go wrong in the javelin, like, it, it's not going to go very far. <laughs> it's just, like, it made these D1 athletes look like beginners, basically, for something. Now, some of them are specialists, right? And they come at it more from a uh, perspective of having more experience. But if you're just like, hey, I'm a, I'm a sprint hurdle type person, it's tough to get that one down.
2: Yeah, the javelin looks really easy, but I know it's not. Like it looks like it's oh, easy it's, to throw a yeah, stick. No, it's just like oh, it's that's like an easy motion to do. It Looks the the stick appears light. You know, it just feels like oh yeah, you throw that. I, I could I, I've thrown a football before. Like you feel like you're thro- you your brain tells you it's like throwing a football, and you can throw a football mm. far. So why can't I throw a stick far? And then you yeah. try it, and you're like oh this is. This is hard. This is – and it goes like 10 meters, and you're like, all right. So we're not going to do this in public anymore. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know the little – we went out there that one time for that AAU video with the like kids javelin, remember? wasn't Brian yeah, throwing yeah. that around. And yeah, even that was hard to to get it right. It's just it's very difficult. It's got to come off your hand a certain way. Uh, in the chat, Jamie Webb – hopefully it's that Jamie Webb – says, Gordon, who's your pick for world champs? Men's 800.
1: That uh, Well,
2: I don't think they should have it, so I shouldn't have a pick. If I truly believe that they need to cancel the event, then I'm not going to have a pick. But in, this weird, in the crazy
1: scenario that they decide to hold the race, who is my pick? Mm-hmm. I do think Clay
2: Murphy will be in the mix to medal. I think he'll also be in the mix to win, but I'm not going to pick him.
1: I I you know what? I'm going to go on I I'll, I'll go with the the Algeria
2: kid who got second in that in that 800. Moad. Mula, Not Moad, Mula. Mula from Algeria. That's who I'm going
1: with. All right. Mula from Algeria, so, he is my pick. Slimani Mula. Right. Yes. I think you can get good odds on
2: him if they have odds.
0: Well, Wenyoni, I think, will be the favorite. Cabet have to consider. Him. I don't think
2: Wenyoni's going to win.
0: I mean, Zahafi, the Texas Tech kid. Like we're all uh-huh. like,
2: dude. I don't even think Zahafi's. Oh, oh. Speaking of the the eight hundred, I don't think Zahafi's going to win the eight outdoors. I think it's going
1: to be Navarsky Anderson. from Mississippi State. He won mm-hmm. SECs. I
2: saw a post-race interview of him. The guy looks like a badass, so that gives me really good, strong vibes. But I think Moad's going to lose NCAA's, and then that whole like world leader vibe is going to go out the window because he lost NCAA's. Um, I think. Wouldn't that Kibarski, be the exact Anderson's going to win?
0: Wouldn't that be the exact appropriate thing though for the eight hundred? A guy who gets sixth or something in NCAA's goes and wins the world title. That would be a perfect match for twenty twenty two in the eight hundred. That would.
2: But I'm going I'm going with Moula from Algeria. He's the next McLuffy. They both have a last name that starts with a letter M, and they're both from Algeria. Yeah. So I'm going with that.
0: I think if Jamie ask Webb me again in listen, a few more weeks. Actually ask me listen again in a to the I'm picking Jamie Webb if he listens to the pod, because <laughs> that's gonna make you faster. Because how fast is you
2: know has Jamie Webb run this year?
0: Man, the British eight hundred team is nuts to make. Same thing with the fifteen. It's going to be crazy. What if he wrote in with Guess My PR? Guess My Season's Best. What did he run? He, went, what, he was lining up indoors. Was that last year? I remember he had a good, good indoor race. Has he run 140? Open this
1: season
2: with the 153. It's funny. See, even Jamie Webb is running out there 153. Okay, there was a heat. Wait, so no, I'm no. giving him a hard time. What's his, but se- obviously what's his season's best He's running best, 145. Though? 145. Okay, he can win. He, uh,
0: he can win. If you are a 145 runner, anywhere in the world, you can win the world championships this year. That's not hyperbole at all. You can win. He's run
2: 144 last year, so he's good. Look.
0: Yeah, yeah. He yeah, can win.
2: James, you in- Jamie's can win. Yeah, why not? I'll pick Jamie to medal. I'll go with my medals being Mula for the win, mm-hmm. Murphy second, Webb third. That's a we need to play
0: junior. a we we need to play a men before worlds like a game, a men's 800, and just see how far everybody's off, and if, if it's anybody like actually gets, yeah. Well, if anybody gets the top three, uh, you'll send them a box of uh, hot pockets or something like that. We'll have to figure out how to ship that <laughs> in dry ice or something because the odds are going to be so low.
2: No one's ever going to get the trifecta of no. the order of the men's eight. That would be very Triple. impressive.
0: All right, Were guess my PR
2: horse racing. Is it called the? What is it called when yeah, you tri- the top three?
0: Tri- I think it's a trifecta. I mean, it would be like a multiple team equivalent to like a multiple team parlay. Yeah, uh, if you're be- if you're betting on you know the NFL, the NBA, which no one ever gets. Let's go to guess my PR now, though. If you want to participate, email uh, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. subject line guess my PR. Gordon and I will try to predict. We have not seen this person's personal best. Colt is going to give us some clues based on what. This week's participants sent in. You can guess in the chat as we go. Colt, give us our first clue, please.
2: All right. This is from Marco. Here's what we're going for. Two different marks. All
0: right. Marco wants long us jump. to guess 400-meter hurdle and long jump. Now, long jump. Uh, we're going to do this in meters, Gordon. Let's just first of all talk about what unit of measure we're to use.
2: Meters. I don't know feet. All right. I have no idea feet. So I'm Gordon, on
0: honorary, honorary European slash every other country. And he's going with meters and four-meter hurdles. All right. How many clues do we have total, Colt?
1: All right.
2: We got one, two, three, four, five clues, and then we'll reveal the answers. Here's
0: the first clue. First clue. Started track sophomore year in high school, graduated this year. So he's a senior in – or just finished his senior year of high school. So 18 years old, we'll assume.
1: He's only been doing it for two years. So,
0: Yeah. So I'm guessing eight meters is out for a long jump. Yeah, he's not, he's go. he's
2: not jumping eight
1: meters.
0: He's not running 49 in the 400 hurdles, That's what I'm guessing. All right, let's keep going. Next clue.
1: Fortunately, you picked the wrong
2: unit of measurement for what we're okay. going for.
0: So his first event, he's going to give us times. He ran 64.5, and he long jumped 16.6. So I'm gonna do feet then, Gordon. Sorry. No, I'm I'm
2: gonna convert it. Sixteen. All
0: right. So sixty-four five. Now we don't know when this I've first noticed. event it was sixteen six and sixty-four-five. We don't know when this first event happened, though. He could be talking about his sophomore year, he could be talking about earlier this season, correct?
2: No, this is I'm assuming his baseline. This is what his first time doing the event was.
0: Okay. Now, what is year. his
2: PR two years later after, from sophomore, junior to senior year? That's what he's trying to make his guess. So, first time he ran the event, 64 seconds and
1: five meters. What is he now two years later? All right. Next clue. Or is that it? Twenty twenty-two
0: indoor. Four by four, he split a 55.2. And he ran 7.31 in a 55-meter sprint. Man.
1: How are your
0: 55-meter to 400-meter hurdle to long jump jump conversions? I bet, though, you could get a lot out of – well, 55 meters, you could probably get a lot out of that for the long jump, right? Because short sprint ability. Let's put those up one more time, Colt. Let me see if I can get anything out of that. 55.2 in the 4x4, 731. So he's not running faster than 55.2 in the four hurdles.
2: Also, that indoor, it's an indoor 400, so you probably can run faster outdoors. And likely he's probably not running on a good track in high school for indoors. So you probably can run at least a 53 outdoors.
0: I'm eliminating numbers as we go, I'm zeroing in on my guess. We have another clue, Colt, or is that it? Oh, and there he is running. So we got a picture of him. Looks like he's repping the Lancers out there. He's not long jumping; he's running on the track. All right, should we put have people? Oh, <laughs> he put his GPA, three point seven. Shout That's out, clue. That's pretty good. good job. That's a good clue. waited or that means he... is that weighted or unweighted?
2: It's probably unweighted.
0: We don't know. I don't know. AP
1: right. courses in there.
0: Yeah. yeah. What are his extracurriculars look like? All right. He also attached his personal statement. I'll begin reading that now. All right. <laughs> Any guesses? Put him in the chat. Oh, I thought we were going to get a to personal
2: guess. statement. We're, we're not getting the no, personal that statement?
0: Oh. That was a joke, Gordon. Well, he gave us his GPA. Hey, Cole, can you – Holt, can you sell my jokes? If Gordon's not going to, I know some of them aren't very good, but just can you just do like an Ed McMahon laugh in the background? For sure, for sure. I, I'm usually <laughs> okay, muted, but
2: I am laughing all the time, Kevin. For sure, every time <laughs> you're telling jokes.
0: Three point seven. Say unmuted, I mean, unmuted during this segment. You're not going to sure. get 3. it. Three point
2: seven too. means he knows how to learn, right? So I mean, <laughs> true. That means he probably improved, right? Because if he's not able to learn, he probably didn't improve. So we know he's better than his first event. He probably improved a lot. He listens to the pod. So that's also a bonus. I'm
1: thinking. I'm looking at some guesses. I'm looking at some guesses.
0: Uh, Kenneth in the chat says 61.8 and 19.2, which is somewhere around the range of what I have. Any other guesses? Get them in now for bragging rights. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. I know you've always all wanted to predict a – Ormir Hurdle slash long jump PB. Great combo, by the way, too. I like that he's doubling in those two events. It's awesome.
1: What is your guess, Gordon? 59 8 in the 400 hurdles. And I think he's long jumped six meters, which is. six. Nineteen point. That, let's say nineteen and a half feet. Okay, nineteen and a half feet. All right, so
0: I'll just read what I've written down because I'm close with you on one, and I'm farther away on the other. I have fifty nine five in the four hurdles, but I yeah. only have eight. I have eighteen six.
2: Okay, so you have eighteen six fifty nine five. I have fifty nine eight and nineteen five.
0: Yeah. Uh Jamie says sixty-two two and then six point five meters. Eamon says fifty-nine point three and twenty oh eight. Wow, Eamon is a believer. Twenty point what's six and a half meters? Can you convert that one real quick?
2: Uh six point five meters. That's twenty-one feet, over twenty-one feet.
0: Okay. So a lot of people are really believing him in this I mean, long jump. Three point
2: seven GPA is no joke. <laughs> He's focused. He's able to get his foot on the right spot. He studies the yeah. board very well.
1: Yeah.
0: Adino, 58.8, 19.5. So I'm, I'm low. I'm under 19. I'm, I'm on the low end here. But again, a lot of that was just uh, pulling something out of nowhere. All right, one more. Someone says 60.7 and 6.58. Man, people are really in on this long jump. Colt, can you please reveal
1: the PRs? Ooh,
0: 63-1 for the four hurdles, and then the long jump, 16-7. 16-7 for the long jump, which hold on a second. His first meet was 16-6. That's a a one-inch PR. One-inch PR, (laughs) and then he was 64-5. So if those really were from his sophomore year, he improved one inch And then what was the (laughs) foreign hurdle time ended up being? He improved by like a half a second. No, a second second and a half. 1.4 in the foreign hurdles, and then one inch in long jump. Is this a cautionary tale against track and field? (laughs) Because if that was two years of work.
1: Two years of work and he only improved an inch? Man. Maybe we misread it. Maybe that was his first mark of the season. Well, that's
0: what I was asking. First event performance. Either way, it is kind of funny to write in, putting all that stuff, knowing that your long jump PR only got better by an inch. (laughs) He's got a good sense of humor. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't from his sophomore year. Maybe it was from earlier in his senior year.
2: Maybe it was his sophomore Uh, year. And he's like, maybe he, he was coasting, you know? He, he's able. He's one of those smart kids in high school who doesn't need to study. Could still get a three seven GPA, and he doesn't need to train yeah. as hard because he can still, you know, hit the league, yeah, maybe league we... minimum and qualify for, you know, districts with his one inch peep with one inch improvement.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe he's just he's studying, right? He's studying. Yeah. He's getting that GPA but, up.
2: That's, why he, threw the, that's could, why he threw the GPA in there. That was a way for him to tell us, hey, guys, I've been, I've been focusing on the books, not the, yeah. not the track.
0: That was a good one. But I do think – We've definitely undersold people, and then now we, – we, we had people predicting 21-foot long jumps.
2: I do think he should be able to run faster than 400 hurdles. Because 55 indoor, 4 by 4 split should be 53 open outdoor, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit of speed. He's run 7.3 in a 55-meter dash, whatever that means. Uh, but I do think if you were 53, 54, stuff. flat 400, and you're learning the hurdles, right? Maybe he should have gave yeah. us his height. Because that would have been better to understand if he was able to get over the hurdles easily. You would think mm-hmm. doing the 400 hurdles over and over again, you, you learn how to do it, and then you get a big drop in time. Because if your first race is 64, you should be able to get a big drop when you start figuring
1: out your steps and all that stuff.
0: But Were the hurdles in the right spot? That's what I would wonder.
1: That's a good question. Hey, man.
0: So Brian in the chat brings up a great point. Not a lot of jump coaches in high schools. That is true. That's been my experience too. You're trying just to get enough – Adults out there to help, and then they all gravitate right to distance or sprints. And then by the time you get to field events or hurdles, sometimes it's tough. You got people coaching you know, three or four different events. So
2: I remember it's in difficult high school
0: to get the expertise there and just the repetitions.
2: I remember in high school, freshman year, it was like the first meet of the year. And so all the freshmen got to run and jump and do whatever because they're like, all right, we're gonna see where you are. It was like mm-hmm. late March, early April meet. It was a home meet. And this kid came who was like new to the team, freshman like me. He's like, I wanted to do the long jump. Because so I was like, ooh, I want everyone wants to do the long jump, see how far you can jump. He gets to the runway. First attempt. Other people had been attempting, yeah, don't get me wrong, like they've been doing the jump. He runs. Runs straight over the board and runs to the edge of the long jump pit and jumps Mm -hmm. from the edge of the sand pit because he thought like that's where he jumped from and everyone's like what the hell is going and he almost jumped out of the pit because he was literally launching from the edge of the pit to the other end and I was like okay this is yeah this is why coaching needs to exist because this kid thought
1: he was supposed to just leap from the edge of the sand pit it was funny you
0: you can get pretty decent pretty quickly in the long jump if you have a little bit of talent just because you figure out how to take off and obviously land as well too but like i've seen people make massive improvements just when they figure out how to get the steps right and then harness some of that athleticism and put you know put it in the right direction on the flip side though there's people with huge amounts of talent who you know the technique is all over the place just because they can't get the reps down but that takes a lot of time, and that takes someone guiding them through it, which is tough. Do you think the kids on your high school team knew that they were in the presence of a future dunker?
2: I don't know. I think they are. I had a new PB. Yeah. Did you see my story?
0: No. Can you can you Col, Can you pull up Gordon's Instagram story? Is that possible? I'm
2: not sure if it's still public. Can you?
0: Wait. Did you? Did I you? I did some, some box training.
2: I did some box jumps. Oh, no. Yes, last night. And I went to the new height. I like. Went to, like, the next, like, six-inch higher box to mm-hmm. jump on, and I successfully jumped on it 10 times. I was like, all right. I'm improving. Who filmed you? I was, ner- I was nervous every time because when I – I was like, I'm going to miss, and I'm going to hit my shin, and it's going to be bad. But I got it yeah. 10 times.
0: So, Who filmed PPP. you? You're becoming one of those athletes that somehow – No, no, I didn't film. I just, took a picture. I just
2: took a picture oh. of
0: it. Oh. I was like, there you go. Oh. just took a picture oh. of it.
2: Man, that's high, man. It goes want... up to like my waist. And I'm a tall dude. Yeah. So, new PB. There's still one more. There's another level I can go, another six inches higher. So, yeah. I, hopefully, I get to that by like August. And then I'll be like, all right. I'm How many did you
0: do it. on that one?
2: I did 10. I do 90 jumps. I do 90 jumps. So, I work my way up. And then on the final jumps, 81 to 90, I was on that one.
0: Good job, Gordon. That's my training. Back Indeed. on the saddle. His commitment mm. to physical fitness knows no bounds. Well, as I told you, as I told you, prepod, I got pinned uh bench pressing again yesterday. So it's becoming a habit for me. Let's close out with some YouTube comments. We have five to read here. Colt, can you spin up the first one for us? First one from Kalen in response to Ooh. Post, we need to cancel the men's 800 world championships. These guys never even broke two minutes and somehow find the nerve to say no one deserves it. These guys don't know nothing. Hold on. You've broken two minutes, right?
2: Yes. Multiple times. So okay. I hate to break it to you, Damn. buddy. I broke two minutes, not only in college, but also in high school. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: also that's yeah. the number from when you can comment is two minutes. Yeah, Two or one, you can't 159. You can't. That's that's so he nailed it there in terms of yeah. when I you're allowed to comment on it. On I it run event. 157,
2: 158, 159 multiple times. Never faster. Yeah. Was never an elite 800 meter runner, but I have broken two, so I guess I can talk about it. So the cancellation is still on because I ran sub two 15 years ago.
0: Well, you should. He should have said these guys have never even broken 157. He's got to go back in and edit yeah. that post on on YouTube. It. Yeah. As everybody knows, in order to comment on something, you yourself have to have done it at a at the highest level. Otherwise, you cannot exactly. comment objectively that the 800 is slower this year. All right. Except, of course, for Jamie Webb. Uh,
1: next comment. In response to
0: that close finish between Shikari Richardson and Sharika Jackson in the pre-Classic 100, and some people doubting whether or not the photo finish was correct, Griff Mustard, that's a name for you, with mm-hmm. all the technology that we have, we should have the runners wear a sensor on their person to assist in determining the winner in those photo finish races.
1: I don't think that would work. Well, they do have a sensor. At least they have right, a sensor put... in the bid for like lap counts
2: and like splits. Yeah. Yep. What, I mean, I don't think the sensor is going to be any different from a photo finish.
1: I think at the end of the yeah. day... When you decide a winner,
2: it's it's an image. It's like the image of their torso crossing a line. And sometimes that image can be blurry and it can be very Mm. close. I mean, it would be kind of cool if like there was like some type of. What cool tracking device could we put on athletes that would like enhance the experience of watching a track race?
0: I liked when Oliver Hoare wore the heart rate monitor at Milrose Because you could tell how act like how hard he's working. And then that helps you sort of decide how this race is going to play out. Now, <laughs> elite athletes are obviously way different because you're looking at the heart rate, you're like, oh my gosh, like how is it so low? He must be jogging. So you'd need to do it for a while to establish sort of a baseline and an understanding of what each number means for each athlete. But that, to me, would be fascinating because then if they're falling off, you'd be like, all right, they're falling off because they're gassed or they're falling off just because something else is an issue or maybe just the the every everybody else decided to make a move. I think the heart rate stuff is fascinating for the longer stuff.
2: I think we need GoPros on everyone's forehead. That would be fun. Mm. Just one race, a steeplechase with
1: GoPros. That would be fun. Steeplechase with GoPros on their head. Yeah. yeah. Next comment. We got three left.
0: This is uh, from our internet coach submission, Matthew, who wrote in with uh, how to run a fast eight. He said, he updated us. He says, we'll send race video on June 12th. Hopefully Gordon does not cook my legs. Yeah, you came up with some really hard workouts in that section. They're not hard. I'm I'm worried about Matthew. I came up with the race advice. I'm not a master tactician. I'm not Bernard the Gott. I am not uh, Jenny Simpson. So. Hopefully it works out for you, Matthew. But yes, please, please give us the update.
1: He's gonna be fine. New PB coming, I believe.
0: Be a feather in your cap for uh, your coaching. From Ooh. David, it's so simple. Gordon needs to give up on dunking and adult soccer and become a dedicated thrower. Throwers can eat anything. Embrace it and also cover some field events once in a while. <laughs> That's a good comment there. I like it. Uh, Gordon's eating's an- gotten better. He's been sending me pictures on his last shopping trip. First of all, he bought more than five things. The candy to real food ratio was much more appropriate. There was some dry spaghetti that I saw. There was some ground beef. There were those, there was two pre-packaged fresh meals. One was pork tenderloin. One was salmon. By the way, Gordon liking salmon is one of the great upsets of 2022. (laughs) Like you might think someone has long odds. In the in the men's 800, like some person way off the board might win it. But like, that's the greatest upset in track in 2022. No, it's the fact that Gordon Mack actually likes salmon. This guy, he only likes half of like the Burger King menu. That's how discerning he is. Like, it's in, like if there's a tomato on something, it's like, nope, it's out. And the fact that like he tomato. likes salmon exactly was just completely stunning to me. But he's doing a better job, guys. I think it worked. I think the pressure we're putting on him is having an impact.
2: Yeah. You know, trying speaking of throwers the guy said he was he, he wants us to talk about throwing what's what's like your is there a throw event that you're eyeing a little bit on the side of your of your eye bit as we get closer <laughs> to worlds
0: well kovacs is throwing in rome right yeah so i want to i want to see that obviously i mean where Women's disc is interesting with what men has been do- been doing. I mean, the men's disc collegiately, they had the collegiate record this year. That's all been good, but I think the men's shot's been historic the last couple years. So
1: how could you how could you not want to see that? It's been must see. Yeah, I think Kovacs might beat Krauser.
0: Ah, come on, come on! I can't lose my house twice in a row. Come on, man! I think you might, Don't I think say that I think
2: you to me. Might. I think you might lose your house twice. You're going to, have to double. You're to, have to triple down in 2023.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: When you do lose your house, because mm-hmm. Ryan Krauser gets upset again at World Championships, because for then some I'm reason, sta- I'm, I'm going to stop making happens, picks. Krauser loses. Uh, he just wins in the Olympics, which is the more important time to win, anyway. No, what would be your 2023 pick? Like you went all in on the sprints with Lyles. That didn't work out. You're now going all in on Krauser in the, in the throws. That's not going to work out. I'm already saying it. So where are you
0: go For the good of next? the sport, I would not pick anybody because I would just feel so guilty. I would probably pick, considering the current trajectory, I would probably pick Sydney. That would be the next person. Or maybe like Ulamar Rojas. That one seems pretty safe.
2: Yeah, but the way Mondo. you go is who you think is safe, then becomes unsafe. You thought Lyles was safe. You thought Krauser was safe. You're you're the chef's was it Chef's kiss? Is that the phrase? Kiss of death. Kiss of death. You're the kiss of death. Whoever you believe in. There was in, kiss involved in both of us. You're those. like the Madden cover of track and field. Chef's kiss. You kiss know of the death. Madden curse. It's the Kevin's house curse. Whoever yeah. Kevin yeah. wants to bet his house on is not going to win, and
1: it's not good. Yeah.
0: All right, we got two more. One more?
1: What do we got? Last one. Uh, David, again,
0: talking about Phil Knight spending potentially $2 billion to buy the Blazers and what that would look like in track. He says, Phil might, might be investing $2 billion in the NBA, which he or his family will get back someday. Regarding track and field, the $2 billion would simply be a donation. There's no money to be made for investors. Just give Mike to Dana White and tell him to run track and field like the UFC.
1: I thought you Ooh, came up with great. some good ideas in that segment. That's a great comment.
2: Have you ever said that, David, that's a great comment. It's true. It would be a donation. It would not be an investment. It would not multiple
1: multiply revenue because. Yeah. The track and field, just the way it's run, it's it's we see all
2: these leagues come out, and it's all via like the owners are donating to the sport. Hell, we are elite athletes. The USATF Foundation is a charity. The
0: are, mm-hmm. the
2: best athletes are giving money via a charity from the USATF Foundation. Like, yeah, yeah. That's a problem. And I do agree. I do think Dana White, if we gave him the keys to the car, keys to track and field, he could turn track. He would be able to turn Shakari Elaine Thompson, Hurrah into, I mean, already is must-watch television, but even crazier must-watch television. Imagine Dana White being able to direct the men's hundred and the women's hundred. It would be insane. Imagine Dana
0: White being able to direct the five case. I don't think it has anything to do with the, I think a lot of people could direct it. The the question is the willingness of the people to do it and the monetary incentives for them to do it. It's not hard. You have people running an event that everybody understands and you have them run frequently enough. So that way people learn more about them. The Problem is the finance. Like it's not, it's not rocket science. Like track used to be really popular. People used to get into yeah. this stuff. It's it. There's no crazy change in formula. It's like get the fastest people talking about the sport, talking about racing each other, and show them racing a lot. That's just the so simplest the, the solution change, is the best solution. There's, no, there's nothing the crazy in about
2: formula. It. Is the incentive. Give me two model. billion, they I just, do it. They need to hammer in the incentive yeah. model. Obviously, money is the biggest thing to incentivize people, but there needs to be incentive. To care about the regular season and there just isn't yep. right now even when you give out appearance fees even when you try to create the diamond league structure in the yeah, day yeah. you need to figure out a way to incentivize caring about winning a race more than once a year twice a year if you're an American mm-hmm. like that's the problem you need to figure out a way to make people care about losing and winning more than once a year
0: thanks everybody that's for it. the comments Keep them coming. Um, Looking here at the chat. All in the game says a thing. Rojas, Mono, Krauser, the safest picks. Uh, Rack says Krauser is throwing 75-6 from a static start. His goal is 78. This year, beat. You'll have to convert that. Um, (laughs) Jamie says, do you want my plan? I'm guessing that's for the 800. Yeah, maybe that segment turns into us just being the intermediaries between fast people and people who want help. Running a personal best. Maybe that's the better way to do it.
1: Dude, Jamie's going to totally get third at Worlds this year. It's going to happen. It all started here.
0: It all started Actually, here. it probably started a long time ago for him when he was training. But I'm just saying yeah. for the purposes of this show started right here. All right. Well, that's it. Again, let me go through the schedule one more time for folks and for Gordon. Thursday, 3 p.m. Central. In the United States, Friday, ten thirty p.m. Central. Shout out if you're watching overseas that day. You know that'll be an impressive feat there. On Saturday, seven p.m. Central. Sunday, five p.m. Central. And then Monday, back to our normal nine a.m. Central time. We got all that, Gordon?
1: I got it all.
2: We're gonna a lot of lot of track, diamond leagues, oh. NCAA's, and
1: continental tours. It's gonna be wild.
0: One more thing. Give me a
1: sleeper NCAA pick. Right now? I mean, Navarsky Anderson. No. In 20 minutes. Oh, no,
0: you already did that one. One you haven't done.
1: In 20 minutes from
2: now?
0: Again, that was a joke. Of course I won. <laughs> Thank you, Colt. It's like the pod's over. <laughs> I, I, said, you sleeper. Sleeper. I said, give me a sleeper. I said, give me a sleeper pick before you go, and you said now. Yes.
1: No, you said in twenty minutes. Sleeper pick. I... Um. Lavel Jordan, four or hundred hurdles. Houston. Is that what you want? I'm giving you sleepers. You're, you're not. You're not accepting. My sleepers. podcast
0: at gmail.com. Thanks everybody for listening. Great end of the show here. Gordon, really put the exclamation point on this. Uh thanks, Colt, for producing. Thanks and laughing along. through the laugh track of this I'm show. Laughing. And I appreciate it. This is a great pod. I appreciate everything. Shaving his head. Just a terrific way to kick off our consecutive pod streaks. Really appreciate it by listening. Hope you guys tune in uh, over the coming days. Gonna have a lot of track to talk about starting tomorrow. After that Rome Diamond League meet, we'll talk to you guys then.